Hello, this is Jeremy Cooper with the Homegrown Family Podcast, practical resources for resilient families. In today's episode, we have an interview with our oldest, Levi, who just graduated high school and is heading off to college this fall. As you listen to this interview, just keep in mind that this is one kid's journey through homeschooling and that each kid and family is on their own journey. In fact, of our three oldest kids, all three of them are on very different homeschooling journeys. But that's the beauty of homeschooling. Since we as parents know our kids best, we are uniquely equipped to guide our kids' education in the way that maximizes their potential to learn and grow into competent, well-rounded adults. So with that, let's get into the interview. Today we have a very special guest with us, our oldest son, Levi, who has been homeschooled K through 12, and we're really excited to have him today sharing his experience being homeschooled. Welcome, Levi. Hi, Mom. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So, Levi, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am the oldest of five. I'm Jeremy and Kristen's oldest son. As my mom said, I've been homeschooled for the last 12 years, ever since kindergarten. And I just graduated high school about three weeks ago. And next year, I'm planning on going down to the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, with hopes of getting a math major next year. I'm currently working at Chick-fil-A over the summer, just finishing up all the stuff here at home before heading out to college next year. That's great, Levi. Can you tell us a little bit about your homeschooling education? So you were homeschooled K through 12, but we did do some things outside of homeschooling. Can you share a little bit about other experiences with the schools that you had? Okay, yeah. So here in the state of Iowa, there's a lot of opportunities for homeschoolers just outside of even being homeschooled. Like I remember right when I was six or seven years old, we got connected with a homeschool group, just a little homeschool group that we did field trips together just to get connected with other homeschoolers. Because obviously when at school every day, you're not seeing other people besides your family. So it helps to get connected with other homeschoolers. So we would take field trips to places like I remember we went to the radio station one time, or we went on a bus line and learned about how all that works. And it's it's really, it's cool to see all the places, but it's that's where I met a lot of my homeschool friends. And now, 10 years later, we still all know each other. So all the homeschoolers kind of just know each other because we're just all interconnected because we've been around for a while. In second grade, I started going to these enrichment classes that are offered by our school district for homeschoolers. And there are classes like art, science, PE, or drama. And you just go for a couple hours each day or every other day. And again, it's it helps establish a good community and kind of gives you some experience in areas that it's really hard to get experience at home, you know, like drama. I mean, you obviously can't really homeschool drama, at least not well. But this group, it's a large group of homeschoolers, so we're all able to come together and We have a drama teacher who helps us actually put on a play and perform it on an actual stage in front of a group of actual people, which gives you more experience with stage presence, which is something that's hard to homeschool because obviously public speaking is just very difficult because it's not it's not the same when you're speaking in front of your family. Another opportunity that I had going into my freshman year was our family joined a homeschool co-op, and this was a co-op with only three other families, whereas the drama production was more of there were 
I don't know, there's probably 30 or 40 families and it's way more organized. But this little co-op with just three or four families was a little more personal and each mom would teach a different subject or specialize in a subject. So I remember we had a book club and we went through Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. It, it wasn't so much subjects that we couldn't teach at home, but it helped sort of e- even out the workload. And it was interesting to learn from other people, whereas it had mostly just been my mom that I'd been learning through prior to that. So sophomore year, I started more looking forward to what do I want to do after high school? And I needed I felt like I needed to start thinking ahead. And something that I wanted to be able to do in high school was gain college credits now as opposed to waiting until after I had graduated and an opportunity here in Iowa is the local high school many of the local high schools will offer classes for college credit through a local community college so we started dual enrolling with the local high school and I began to take classes like calculus chemistry biology advanced speech stuff like that just trying to get some college credits on the table And you take the class, and many of the teachers are certified through the college, so you get college credit through that class. And then the year will end with a big exam called the AP exam. And if you do well enough on the AP exam, many colleges will accept your AP exam score as college credit. For example, I'm going down to the University of Alabama, and most of my classes that I've taken at this high school are transferring in will transfer in because of how well I did on the AP exams. For example, I've taken calculus A, B, and B, C, and I scored well enough on both of them that I should be able to just jump straight into Calc 3 once I move down to Alabama. It's really nice to just be able to get a jump on college credit here in high school, and I know that there's different options or that that looks different depending on where you live in the country. But that's just an example of how that works here in Iowa. And as you start to get into high school, it gets a little nerving because the subjects get harder for the mom and the student. But there really are a lot of options that you can take. That's great, Levi. Can you share with us one of your favorite memories from being homeschooled? Well, I would say that there are a whole plethora of memories that there are to pick from just because... 12 years is a long time and a lot of time is a lot of time has passed. But looking back, there's a couple maybe not necessarily moments, but just experiences as a whole that just sort of stand out. Like every morning, we'd always have to get up at 9 a.m. and sit at the table for morning Bible study with the whole family. And it that would look different every year is exactly what we were doing for Bible study whether it be drawing pictures or watching videos or reading a book but that that's always something that's kind of stuck out to me and it's kind of where mom would try to emphasize more of the day-to-day lifestyle of following Jesus and that's where I feel like I've just gotten a lot of my basic knowledge of Christianity from just laying down the bedrock and obviously as as homeschoolers that's part of your calling as being a homeschooler is you have to lay down the bedrock of Christianity and point your kids to Jesus. So, I mean, if you're not doing that, I mean, you you need to rethink of why you're homeschooling or what your day-to-day life in your house is looking like. So just something stuff like that that just makes it super practical. And that's something that I'll really look back on it fondly is even though 
a lot of the times when people don't show up at nine and it ends in arguments. And that is where a lot of arguments happen. But that's that's okay because, unfortunately, when you're homeschooling, you're with your family all the time. And that forces you to get close with your family and establish with relationships with them. And sometimes relationships are really hard. That's just sort of how it goes sometimes. So, yes, morning Bible studies is a big one. I also really look fondly on just all the friendships that I've established with other homeschoolers and being able to hang out with them. Uh, I mentioned that book club earlier that we had in this small co-op. I I really enjoyed that, just all the group of people that I was with and going through mere Christianity together. I, I just really enjoyed that, just all that together. And I enjoyed, in, even just in fifth and sixth grade, playing playing gym with other homeschoolers and even just hanging out with my brother in the basement playing Mario Brothers and <laughs> yeah that if you have not played Super Mario Brothers we you can't understand the amount of pain that comes from when your brother jumps on your head and you throw the remote against the wall <laughs> anyway i i love my brother but yeah just the just the amount of relationships that i've established with my family from being homeschooled and with other homeschoolers i mean it's it's just really special and it's really something that i'm going to look back fondly on So I did not coach Levi on any of these questions, and I'm sitting here trying not to tear up, but one of my favorite memories from as the homeschooling mom, looking back over the years, was this 9 o'clock group time. And I think it's really important for us as moms to keep in mind the core essentials of why we're homeschooling and what's important in life. And so I'm very type A. I want to check all the boxes, finish the whole math curriculum, do all the things. But when it comes down to it, I have to remind my on a daily basis. We are the group time that we are doing, sitting around the table, having Bible study, talking about current events and instilling values in our children is where it's at. And that is really, really um, one of the reasons why I chose to homeschool was to be with them and be the main person, Jeremy and I being the main people in their lives shaping their worldview and teaching them about Jesus. So don't give up on that, moms, when it feels like kids aren't showing up on time or there's arguments around that. I think that's because that's one of the best parts of your day and Satan knows it. And so you got to fight against that and pray during that time. But in the end, here's my kid 12 years later saying that was his favorite memory. It's just really amazing to hear as a mom. So hang in there, moms of little kids, because it does come around full circle. You got to just keep with it. Okay, Levi, you recently graduated. Did you miss out on anything by being homeschooled? And did you have a real transcript and a real graduation? I mean, you know, there are obviously things that I did miss out on. And sometimes... And sometimes, as they say, ignorance is bliss, and I don't feel like I really understand the full capacity of everything that I did, quote-unquote, miss out on. And I I think that that's okay, that I didn't necessarily have a full experience of what would be a typical schooling experience. I remember the joke being right after I started homeschooling, and first and second grade, I have vivid memories of jokes about mom crying as the school bus drove by. And just, you know, I I never even had ridden on a school bus until middle school when we took field trips with the church on school buses. And it's just things like that. It's like, oh, you don't even have to wear a seatbelt on here? Cool. (laughs) 
it's it, it sounds stupid if you're not if you haven't been homeschooled but it's just it's random things like that and obviously those differences start to become more enhanced as you start to get into high school especially as I started going to this public school and as as I joined there are obviously jokes as people start to find out that I'm homeschooled about being quote unquote the homeschool kid and there are a lot of jokes but as when you're homeschooled for 10 years you kind of just start to you you just you just laugh along with them because it's funny to make fun of homeschoolers and <laughs> you have fun making fun of homeschoolers too even when you are homeschooled because we just there's this stereotype of homeschoolers being the isolated loners who don't know how to socialize and have no social interaction with anybody which is definitely definitely not true i mean i have a bunch of friends as i talked about earlier through homeschooling so i want I guess to start, I wouldn't say that one of the things I missed out on being homeschooled was relationships. I don't feel like I was gypped of any relationships by being homeschooled, whereas you, whereas public school, I wouldn't say public schoolers necessarily have more meaningful relationships than I do, especially because with public school, it's you're rotating around the school a lot and you just have a bunch of random acquaintances and it's not like you have all these more friendships than homeschoolers necessarily do. If, if you're being really intentional about being connected. So going back to your question about, do I have a real transcript or a real graduation? I feel like those are the differences that start to become more enhanced as you start to get later into high school. I did not graduate through the local high school intentionally. I could have gone full-time if we had chosen to, but we decided to not, to not get enough credits and to just graduate through at home. So my transcript is a google sheet that jeremy made my dad and we sent that to alabama and they were able to take it it helped that i had some good test scores too i have a pretty good act score and i also qualified for this national scholarship called national merit that you're able to attain if you get a good enough score on your psat i ended up becoming a national merit finalist and i ended up getting a full ride scholarship to the university of alabama uh as in terms of graduation I did not walk, again, intentionally. Here in Iowa, we have a homeschool graduation, quote-unquote, where they just have a ceremony at a church that you can sign up for, and you just walk across the stage and get a diploma. But it's not like you graduated through any program or structure. It's just it's just for the formality of it more. And because I didn't have enough credits, I wasn't able to graduate through the local high school so we just decided not to have a real graduation because it just didn't seem like it was really worth it just because I didn't feel like it was a priority. I did, however, have a graduation party, which was obviously you do want to have a graduation party because that is where most of the finance comes from for next year. And it's it's really fun to see everyone kind of before you head off to college. So you are obviously... I would definitely recommend having a graduation party and it's it's not like not going to a public school keeps you from having a graduation party or anything it's still because I mean you're putting it on yourself anyway so definitely still have a graduation party and I mean we even borrowed a graduation gown from a friend just for some pictures have a picture of throwing the cap in the air and just just stuff like that so it's not like by real transcript and real graduation the answer would be no but that's okay because there are absolutely alternatives. Thanks for sharing about your graduation, Levi. That's great. 
What were some pros and cons of being homeschooled? I would say some pros for me are being able to go at my own pace and learning all the content myself, which sounds weird because most of the time, most of you are probably used to learning it through a teacher or listening to it and watching them draw it on the whiteboard. But that's not really how I learned most of the content that I feel like I know now. I have a really strong base in math, primarily through this curriculum called Saxon that really worked well for me. I mean, everyone has their own ideal curriculum and everyone's everyone has a curriculum that works well for them. The curriculum that worked for me was Saxon Mathematics, so would recommend if you're looking for a math curriculum. What really helped me through that was I'm a very much a visual learner. I can't listen to audiobooks or anything because I'll be driving and listening to an audiobook and I'll get at my destination. I'll be like, I was not listening at all. I don't know what they were talking about for the last 15 minutes. In order for me to process something, I have to read it. So transitioning to the public school, I sometimes struggle to retain information just because I don't have a, I have a hard time listening to things. I can't just listen to the teacher talk and be able to process that information. With European history this year, I struggled because it's mostly just listening to the AP Euro teacher talk and explain all these events, but I that's just not how I process. Like, I have to read it. So I the only way I was able to succeed through that class was by reading through the textbook itself. And when you're homeschooled, that's pretty much what you're doing anyway. And with going back to Saxon, literally what I did was go through the textbook myself, and they have a problem set, and I would do a problem, check my answer in the back to see if I was right. If not, I'd figure out how I was wrong and then move on, correct myself, and move on. And that through that process, that's really the ideal way that I learn myself. So now, a couple years later, it's all coming full circle because now I have a super strong base in algebra and trigonometry, which as I'm starting to get into calculus stuff is really starting to pay dividends by just all that being second nature. So yes, a pro would be going at your own pace, And for me, visual learning and being able to read through a textbook. But my brother Noah is very much an auditory learner. So it's a totally different deal for him because my mom is recording times tables and literally just speaking them into the mic and recording them. And Noah's having to listen to them because that's just how he processes. Whereas I'm more of a visual learner. So it's different for each homeschooler because we all learn differently. But when you're homeschooled, you're able to adapt to your own learning needs, whereas public school, it's kind of all the same, and you have to figure out how to work your learning method into what's already been established in the public school, whereas when you're homeschooled, the schooling will just kind of work itself around you. So that's definitely a huge pro. I would say some cons sometimes are being with the family the whole time, because I think that that does does sometimes wear down on relationships, just being with your family all the time. It's it's hard sometimes, especially when you're in the moment. But I think looking back, I really am grateful that I'm so close to my family. And even now going off to college, I'm trying to spend some more intentional time at home, just spending time with especially my youngest brother, Payson, who's only seven. So it's it's weird for me because he was born when I was 11. So it feels like he hasn't been around for long. But just trying to be intentional about relationships with my family. But that is sometimes a con being around them the whole time because it's as I mentioned earlier, relationships are hard and sometimes they wear thin and you get frustrated with each other. Whereas that obviously isn't happening as much at public school because you're always with different people. Levi, we talked a little bit about friends and you mentioned 
particularly homeschool friends, but do you have any thoughts on how any other ways that you developed friendships or other opportunities you had for making friends and not being isolated? Yeah, so I would say, obviously, a big one was church. And I met a lot of people through church, especially this last year. I've gotten really close with a group of buddies from church. Just there's six or seven of us, and we're kind of just... I just know I have a group of people that I can text if I ever want to hang out, go to a movie or something, or if I ever just need prayer. I just have someone that I know I have a group of people that I can reach out to. And then over the years, I've just met a lot of people through church, and I that's just where most of my friend group has come through. And people... They're, most of the people who stick around at church and get really close to each other at church are people who aren't really close to other people outside of church at public school or even homeschool. So most of my friends from church are, are public schooled, but I think I can say that they would say that they are closer to their friends at church than they are at public school, just because, again, public school is more rotating and going going there last year it's it's weird because you just have so many acquaintances and people you just see in all these random classes but it's not like you're with them all the time or actually really close to them but at church we were really intentional about getting close to each other and spending time outside of even just high school ministry and every week after high school ministry we would all go to buffalo wild wings and eat a meal together so it's just stuff like that even just outside of church that got us really close together so I would say being really intentional on church really does pay dividends and finding a really solid youth group and being intentional about organizing things, even if no one else is. Eventually, you do find a group of people that are willing to come together and get close. And we talked about the homeschool friends. It's so funny how it happens because they just kind of pop up over the years and you see them every once in a while. Like, oh, I haven't seen you for three or four years, but I was really close to you in second and third grade. So it's kind of just funny how that happens. But Homeschool friends, especially when you're more involved in homeschool co-ops, I know that a lot of the homeschoolers in my area are still really close. I'm not really as close to any of their friend groups just because I sort of dropped out and started going part-time to the public school and started being more intentional with friends at church. And then other little things just around the area, like, I mean, maybe your library has a chess club or something that you want to join and you meet a bunch of people through that. So yeah, there are a lot of opportunities in the area, just a bunch of random things that there are ways to get connected with other people and have really close friends, even though you're not seeing them every single day. A lot of my best friends, I only see every three or four days, and that's that's really okay. And you do meet a lot of people just by going out into your community and just finding things to do. So Levi, you had some really positive experiences with friend groups. Did you ever experience people thinking you were weird because you were homeschooled? Yeah, I definitely have. Mainly at the public school is where I wouldn't even necessarily call it weird. They were just fascinated by it because they had never been, they had just never interacted or gotten close with someone who had been homeschooled. So it was just really interesting to them that I just didn't have the same public school experience as them. So just talking with them, they all make jokes about me being homeschooled, which, again, being homeschooled, it's it's funny when they make jokes about me because, I mean, you just get used to it after a while. And it's it really doesn't it's not like they're taking a jab at you personally. They're they're just making jokes about the homeschool stereotype, which is really funny. 
but they they'd make jokes about oh Levi we got to teach you how to be a public schooler and they'd like give me a little jab they're like okay now you got to punch back and <laughs> start a fight here <laughs> not for the record none of this is serious it's they're literally just kidding around because they they think it's funny that I've been homeschooled they wouldn't say Levi was weird they they just thought homeschooling was interesting I didn't personally feel like there were people who thought I was weird but I'm sure I'm sure that there is stuff like that going on out there. I just don't feel like I really had any personal experience with it. Well, Levi, as we're wrapping up here, do you have any other thoughts or encouragement you can give to people about homeschooling, mainly high school? Well, I would say the encouragement I'd give would be what encouragement you have gotten from the beginning is just keep following God's calling because he has a place that he wants all of you to be. And if he wants you homeschooling, then by all means do it. And if he doesn't, by all means, put him in school. I mean, God, God is sovereign and he has, he has a plan. So, I mean, looking at, looking at a high school, it's not any different. You still have to discern God's will and try to figure out exactly what he would want for you and what would, what would benefit your high schooler the best. And for us, that looked like, again, taking classes part-time at the public school, but that is not what most people do as high schoolers. I mean, it really just depends on a case-by-case basis because every high schooler is, again, every high schooler is different. So I would say encouragements, as especially as you start to get into high school, is even if you, no matter what you're doing with your high schooler, you want to you make sure that you're just keep, keeping them close because you don't want to lose that relationship just because they're going to a public school. So still, even just as you get home, still asking how their day went, and just listening to them talk about whatever experience that you had, even when you think it's minimal. Every night when I get home, I still go upstairs and wake my mom up, and I'll just give her a little summary of where I was. Like, if I come home after a closing shift at Chick-fil-A, I'll tell her, oh, yeah, after after work tonight, we played a game of football and then spike ball and came home. And it's even just little things like that. I mean, high schoolers really just need people to to listen to them and to just hear what they have to say. So when you're, if you're homeschooling a high schooler, just, just make sure that you're still keeping that relationship close and listening to your high schooler. And I mean, that's the, that's true for all ages too, is you just want to keep the relationships key because that's, again, that's why you probably chose to homeschool is because you didn't want to lose your kids, quote unquote, and you want to keep the relationships key so you can keep pointing them to Jesus so just don't, I would just say your, my encouragement would just be don't lose sight of that focus and be aware that your kids are always watching you and to be careful because that's quite a, that's quite a responsibility. That's quite a calling. So just don't, don't take it lightly. Something really wise that I heard last summer at camp is God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. My cousin has a podcast called, called not qualified. So if you're scrolling through podcasts, please look it up right now and subscribe because it's a it's a good podcast. But the point the point is God didn't call you because you have it all figured out or because you have a plan and know everything that you're going to do in every step of the way and because you're all ready to go and homeschool all these people. No, the point is Christ works through us in our weakness. So you can't do this without relying on Christ. So I would say just keep relying on Jesus because you need him and you need him more. So just keep relying on Christ and he'll equip you and help you along the way. That's really great encouragement to hear, Levi. 
thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing oh, some of your pleasure. experiences and wisdom. We'll see you next time. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Levi. For more resources and encouragement, follow us on Facebook or check us out at thehomegrownfamily.org.